Welcome to episode 42 of the J-Bunny's Music Hub podcast. I'm your host, J-Bunny. Well, guys, as promised in the previous episode, Pretty Boy J, Jason Emery, makes his return to the show. This time we do pretty exclusively talk about black metal and Jay's career as as a black metal artist. We really tried to stay on topic this time. We go a little bit off of black metal, but stay pretty hard on on music in general as the show tends to go. And I hope that you enjoy it. Without further ado, here's Jay. What's up, everybody? It's Jay Bunny. We're here again on Skype. Today I've got my friend Jason Emery with me, who I lovingly call Pretty Boy Jay. How's it going, Jay? It's going pretty fucking good, man going pretty good the quarantine sucks but it's going pretty fucking good how are you actually i'm all right i'm all right i'm as i've mentioned a couple times on this show i'm, I'm enjoying the the wares of the ghost hawk brewery not, again not not a fucking sponsor but i'd like him to be at some point he's admitting to everyone that he's an alcoholic drinking, <laughs> drinking this beer i think it's called oats to oats i'm trying to find it on Hell yeah I think they sold out of it already. All right, well, whatever. Drinking some ghost talk. I'm having a good time. I went back to work, so like it's that. all good. So you had said that you wanted to be on the show, and you wanted to talk to me. You wanted to have a conversation with me about black metal specifically. So yes, yes, I figured that, you know, I didn't know. You had told me, like, oh, I want to talk about black metal. I make black metal. And I, at first, I thought that I didn't know that. I thought that that was something I didn't know about you. And then before we, when, when I was kind of getting ready to have this conversation, I was going back through Facebook. And there's a thing you can do on facebook where you there's a button you can click and it says show friendship and it shows like every interaction that you've had with a person on so i looked at all three of your facebook profiles that i have on my friends list and did that (laughs) (laughs) and on one of them you had told me like six years ago that you were like making music and i guess i just forgot because i'm a goddamn moron so i figured that I, i had forgotten that you made black metal yourself so before we get into the the more general topic of black metal can you tell me a bit about your journey into black metal and, 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 and start with like, when did you first start playing music in general, be it some other kind of metal or some other kind of music before? You okay. Know. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I was a drummer first and um, you know, as being a drummer, I just kind of took everything else for granted. And, you know, always, you always think like a drummer is the backbone of the band and so on and so forth. And I never had too much like stock in like guitarists or anything like that, because, you know, you're always told, oh, the drummers are the backbone of the band. I mean, look at George Colias, you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) he's a savage. So like, that was always kind of my, that was always kind of my like influence in drums. I was always a very like savage drummer, but I played in bands that were not so savage. And then finally I ended up getting into, you know, bands that were heavy as fuck and that's what started the journey it was like okay so i was a drummer got into bands and then i realized that nobody's influences lined up it was always like oh man i want to play this oh man i want to play that and it's it's the same with all bands and i kind of was like oh man i should probably learn how to play these other instruments that took me a long time to figure out how to play those instruments but it was it was drums first and then about i would say probably about 10 years into this whole journey is when i was like oh i'm gonna pick up the guitar and one of my buddies gave me a guitar and I was, oh my God, I was fucking trash. I'm still trash at it, but like, like just fucking trash. And I started learning about how the guitar works and how the different pick thicknesses work and how, you know, a certain action works and why people play certain guitars and certain songs. And it just kind of all clicked, but it took me, I forget who said it, but there is someone who said, It takes you about five years to learn an instrument. So I was about five years into the guitar and I was like, God, I should probably start recording because before that, the recordings were fucking shit. Like I tried to like play the guitar. I was like, oh, I'm going to make a song. And it was just 
it was fucking horrible. So it was, it was basically like drums, guitar, and then bass. I love bass to death. I'm not going to knock on bass at all, but I will say, you know, Nikki Six and Motley Crue, it's just basically bum, 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 bum. And that's most of Motley Crue's songs. So like bass was learned pretty quickly once I understood how to, you know, rock on a guitar. So yeah, so there's that. And then I learned piano somewhere in between that. So like synth and stuff like that. I learned like synth and so on, like in between that. So so there's my musical journey. So how old, how old were you when sense. you first started to play? In bands? Well, just in general, like six, when when you first started uh, to learn. Oh, oh, okay, 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 okay. So when I first started drums, I was like nine, ten. Um, when I first started playing bands, I was sixteen. I could have been. I think it was before I was. I might have been fifteen, but I was. I know for a fact the first show I ever played was sixteen, and then from there I was in bands from sixteen till you knew me up into the seventeen, eighteen, and nineteen, and then I started learning other instruments, so on and so forth, and started my own thing. All right. And yeah. was was black metal the first type of music that you played, or did that come a bit later? It it was actually it came pretty much immediately. Okay, so like with drumming in general, you always want to be as fast as possible and just so that you can play anything. I started with jazz. That's how I started drumming. I started with like jazz, traditional stuff. And a lot of the blast beats and so on and so forth that are in black metal are just essentially augmented jazz beats, you know? So like a lot of that, even like, even if we go into like power metal or the power metal, which is fantasy metal and so on and so forth, you can just, you know, go down the line of that. It's all the same shit, especially like the, the double bass beat with the four, four time with the, the hi-hat and, and uh, Tom, you know, like, I'm sorry, hi-hat and snare like that, those standard beats, that's all comes off of jazz. I guess I started with jazz and went into black metal does that answer the question yeah yeah tell me about you know because you said you started playing in bands at like 16 so tell yeah. me about so tell yeah. me about some of those bands and how how did they get together how did they end like kind of tell me the story uh, of your bands holy crap all right so my buddy my a lot of my buddies uh jesse castro for one for sure phenomenal guitarist i don't know if he still plays guitar but uh jesse castro awesome human being he decided because i come from like a really small town and like i come from like a really like mountain i literally come from a mountain <laughs> in a forest <laughs> right right so it was really small town stuff and uh he was like dude you know i know a bunch of because his dad i guess was like the sound technician for her is it is it is it starland ballroom is it what's in jersey the one where cradle of filth played and all that shit like yeah that's, that's starland fucking, it's starland okay yeah so starland so he was like a sound technician for starland ballroom jesse's dad and Jesse was really into all that stuff. And so he basically got me, Aaron. Aaron still to this day is a phenomenal bassist. Now he's even more so known in the underground metal community as being an incredible vocalist and guitarist. So, And he's like thrash metal and death metal and so on and so forth. He'll crucify me if he ever hears this because I can't remember the, for the life of me what the name of his band is. Because <laughs> it's also trash. Everyone should listen to it, but it's trash. So... <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so like, so that's how, that's how I got into it. It was, it was, it was basically like Jesse, like being like, Hey man, you, you want to, cause all right. So being in a small town, just real quick. And I, there's going to be a lot of people that understand what I'm about to say. Drummers are literally impossible to find. So I would just, once I was introduced to Jesse, it was like, everybody wanted me to drum for them in these groups. So I just like ran the gamut. And sometimes it was like fucking metal. Sometimes it was like shitty rock. Sometimes it was like ACDC. Sometimes, you know what I mean? And and if anybody knows how to play the drums that is listening and knows of, AC, of ACDC's drums, they are not hard at all to play. 
So right, right. it's like she was going down the line and all the while in the back of my head, I'm like, man, I really wish I could fucking blast beat. Man, it'd be really cool to like do this, you know, because just go like, let it, let it out. Let it be as hard as possible. So that's how I got into it with Jesse for sure. 100%. But yeah. And, and so what was, and so what were your first, like, what was the name of your first band? Okay. So the first, okay. So the first band that we ever started was Nocturnal Torment. And that was because Jesse was part of a bunch of different bands. Adam was a part of a bunch of different bands. I was a part of a bunch of different bands. And so was Aaron. We were all part of a bunch of different bands. It was like one of those, dr- and I don't know if I could say this. I don't really care because we're all old now. We were all fucking drunk stupid pieces of shit we were like drinking one night and we're like oh man i think we should do something and i'm weird about black metal so they're all talking and aaron goes yo does anybody listen to gorgoroth and all of a sudden adam goes fuck dude gorgoroth is the shit and then jesse's like "Ah, i listen to mayhem I like Gorgoroth. I think Gorgoroth just doesn't make any sense. It just sounds like noise. And then I was like, I fucking love that. I love all of that. I love Gorgoroth. I love the, you know, you know, I love all that shit. It's fucking gnarly. It's, it's heavy as shit. And we kind of like, that's when Nocturnal Torment started. So Nocturnal Torment was the first band that was where I guess I could call it our own. And we were 16, 17 at that time. That's the first band. Yeah. And that, I've been, I was with Nocturnal Torment uh, until it ended because of something, you know, that I don't want to talk about here. Uh, okay. it, was a, it, was a, it was a bad day. But Nocturnal Torment, great shit. We did a lot of good shit. It was very fucking popular in the underground, if you want to call black metal popular. But however, the drums on Nocturnal Torment songs were not played by me, mainly, mainly. The drums on Nocturnal Torment was played by Adam. Adam was, at that time, because he was in a lot of bands that had a lot of, like, Slipknot influence. Okay. So Adam was just a fucking savage on the drums. Even more so, like, he could, because again, like, it like goes back to the whole drummer thing, playing things as fast as you can just to get really good. He could play shit so quickly at higher BPMs and stuff, and it was like, he, he was already in that realm, and I think he... I can't remember Adam's actual age. I think he was older. He was either older than us or had been playing longer than me. And so we were trying to figure out like the way the band worked and how we would do this. And I was like, oh, I'll play the drums. And I sat down and I did, you know, my usual shit. And, you know, we were all playing. They were all playing, you know, their other instruments and so on and so forth. And like Adam was like, I think I can play that, which would become drums of war. I think I could play that that rhythm faster you just got to teach it to me it's like okay cool taught him that and i by default became the vocalist of nocturnal torment <laughs> whoops <laughs> he played it like a badass and that's uh so yeah so i guess that's like more than one question answered so then did you have any other because that was you said you started nocturnal torment at 16 and yeah. you are how old are you now you're like 30 something so were there so so i'm so immortal what, so <laughs> Did you have any other bands in between that? No, um, it's really weird because I sessioned for bands and I don't know. I, I don't know if like non-disclosure agreements, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I don't yeah, yeah. know if that's if that's a thing that we could talk about. So I, I can't really, you know, on the books say who they are, but I've played for a fuckload of different bands as a drummer and as a backup vocalist. 
So I can definitely say that for sure. Okay. For sure. And so what sort of projects do you have going on currently? <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So I have Cryptic. I've been doing that for, uh, I messaged you back in the day. So you, you remembered, you reminded me of that. So that's like six years. So I've been doing Cryptic for probably about six or seven years. I've been doing Cryptic really intensely, like really intensely. So what happened was, is I would session for people and so on and so forth. So I'm like, man, holy shit. Like, I want to, I want to learn how to play guitar. I want to, and I did eventually and so on and so forth. And that's how it led to Cryptic. Yeah. So I had, I've, I've pretty much been part of Cryptic, but I've sessioned for a shitload of people, shitload of people. And okay. again, like, I'm not sure how, if I can, I might be wrong or right. Like, I'm not sure if I can like say anything about that whole session stuff. Right. Okay. So is so cryptic's the only right. thing you got going right now, or right now? No, I have I have of Seth, which is my fiance's band. Of Seth is basically like a primal Scandinavian thing where she and I play primal instruments and make everyone want to have sex and want to invoke the spirits, if you will. It is a very intense ride with of Seth. Very warrior driven. It's very hard. It's it's a lot like High Loon. And that's definitely what Chris was inspired by was High Loon. And of course, I'm black metal and, and black metal and that primal metal shit goes together hand in hand. It sounds like it'd be dangerous for me because I already want to have sex all the time. You and me both. Now that we've covered like, <laughs> you know, your sort of corner of the of the black metal realm. Can you tell me a bit about black metal as a whole? I know that you really wanted to educate me and the listeners as to what black metal actually is and who the pioneers uh, of the genre are. Oh, yes. Uh, yes. Well, if nobody understands what black metal actually is, it comes from a couple of different sources. One of the main ones is Venom. There are a couple. Venom, Mayhem, Emperor, Bathory. Bathory, well, Bathory should be put in the front of the list for sure. But like just off of my like rantings of my own madman mind, Bathory, Venom, they're around the same time period. But Bathory is really where I think the melodic black metal came from. From, and Venom is where black metal, literally they have a song called Black Metal. The lyrics pretty much plot out everything that black metal should be because black metal itself was created by a bunch of kids just being a bunch of kids playing instruments very fast uh, and making no sense and making a wall of noise that also hated at that point Christianity. So the, the, the bands that if you want to get into black metal, I would definitely say Venom, Bathory, Mayhem, Emperor, for sure. Satyricon, for sure. Gorgoroth, of course. And also Leviathan and... One more that's really good. I could go with Teak. That's a Scandinavian thing. And then last one, like the furthest off the list, I would go with 1349. So just to break it down even further, like like what does it mean to be black metal? What, what, what... <laughs> what does it mean? It means to be secluded. It means to be isolated. It means to be at one with your own primal self. It means to be, I guess, taking away and stripping away yourself down to a point where you are okay with understanding that your life is just as equally worthless as anyone could ever dream it to be. You know what I mean? All right. That is what black metal is to me. And that is what black metal should be thought of as, I guess. Now, I seem to recall you, you telling me at one point that the, the sound itself of black metal Yes. Is, is engineered in a way that it should make the listener feel uncomfortable? Yes. Okay, so let me start 
at first with the lyrics. So the lyrics are not telling you to go kill yourself, not telling you to go destroy churches, not telling you to, you know, kill somebody. They're telling you that these are the reasons why I am making you feel this way. And that's embedded into noise. Then you have the drums, which are white noise, usually blast beats, sometimes melodic, sometimes double bass and going on with like, you know, some more melodic beats and so on and so forth. And then the guitars are meant to, as we master them, they are meant to drive that point home. Um, a lot of my songs and actually a lot of, uh, a lot of Gorgoroth, the guitars, they only change a couple of times. So you're always hearing the same licks, the same kind of feel the entire song. Okay. It's meant to put you into a zone so that you're listening to to what is going on. And the reason why for me, black metal is so interesting is because those vocals are so embedded in that you have to like really try to listen to it to get right. what the vocalist is saying and trying to get the lyrics. And the cool thing about that is that they never really actually give you the lyrics. You know what I mean? So like Gorgoroth, for instance, Carving a Giant, great song. No one really knows what Gull said there. They just speculate what he says. And there's no official documentation other than the, the record. But it's like, when you listen to the song, is he really saying that? Because he's not. <laughs> it's like, what is going on there? Yeah, it's, it's, meant to, it's meant to invoke an emotion in you that you want to feel uncomfortable from it. Uh, you want to get that. It, we, the artists that make this stuff wants to be the bearers of a new flame if you know what do you understand what i'm saying like we want to we want to pass that torch over to your mind to light a new fire inside of that mind right right and if you so choose to take that fire into you then you will light a new with blue flame so yes that's really how i look at it that's really i guess this is the answer to the question you know like it's meant to make you feel uncomfortable and that's right. how you, you're uncomfortable you know you got to listen to this wall of noise to try to get a meaning out of it and i remember from that conversation you were like i can't really hear your vocals well listen to it a couple of dozen times and you'll definitely hear what i'm saying right you know right, you right. have to get past that wall of absolute fucking destruction to hear what it is because you know, nowadays, as we master music, you know, everything goes from speaker A to speaker B and yada, yada, yada. And the vocals are in the middle of the speakers. So it's like the, the main tone is going to be the vocals. The drums are typically inside the main tone. And then the guitars, rhythm and lead are on opposite sides. Bass is mixed somewhere in between of that. And if you have synth, which I don't like synth, I don't like synth at all because I don't I don't play that kind of metal. But like right. that shit, you know, you can hear it if you choose to hear it, if you listen to it enough. So, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. So sort of also, tying into, you know, the different kinds of metal and everything, I've heard some debate, and we've talked about this a little bit before, but I've heard some debate as to, you know, well, this, like some people say that Cradle of Filth is black metal. Other people say, no, they're absolutely not. They're this, they're that. And so I just wanted to get your opinion on, you know, sort of tying into what black metal is like what determines whether like for example cradle whether they're black metal or not and then from there we'll go a bit into just the more more of the the subgenres within the genre yeah, oh so. yeah hell yeah hell yeah oh so cradle of filth is cradle of filth is very vampiric to me uh, it's very erotic to me danny's voice he goes all over the place he's he's you know much like how i talk you know normally i mean this is a pretty genuine conversation with me i'm just like all over the place maybe i'm going senile i don't fucking know <laughs> um, but like, you know, <laughs> so like Danny goes all over the place with his vocals, but his lyrical quality is so intense and bizarre. You know what I mean? Like 
there are so many songs with Cradle of Filth that are so fucking bizarre. The only thing that I would personally say about Cradle of Filth is that Cradle of Filth is far too phenomenally technical and has synth and backup vocals. It's like it's like Demi Borger is now, where it's uh-huh. like that's not black metal anymore. You're playing in the fucking you're playing like Voices of the Northern Lights with a choir. That's not what black metal's about. And right there is exactly what it is. That's not what black metal's about. Black metal is about a couple of dudes getting together or women, a couple of people getting together and using their own means to create primal intense evocative music that will probably give you some kind of feeling that you're not going to get from a huge production. You know, like when you see Demu now, that, that's so far away from what Sa- what Shagaroff wanted it to be. Right. But yet, you know, he buys into the machine as everyone should. You should buy into the machine. I haven't seen so. that band in a long time. I, like, last time I saw them was when they played the Ozfest in 2004. I'd love to I'd love to see them again. Demo? Demo's yeah. from, Dude, they're fucking incredible, dude. Like they're legit like Abracadabra is one of the albums that I can't remember what the newest album is named, but that fucking album, both of all actually most of Demo's albums are fucking incredibly good, but it is symphonic black metal. It is not true black metal. And you know, that is where cradle of filth lies. It's not true black metal. True black metal is a, is a couple of dudes and a couple of people getting together and making a great album. Right. You know, right. that is made from shit and piss as it should be, you know, <laughs> Just shit. It should be shit. It should be shit all the time. You should be annoyed by it. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So it looks like their latest album was called Ionian. Ionian came out. In Ionian. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Which has the, that, that like weird serpent song on it or whatever it was called. It's so fucking good. It's like third, third song or second song down on the playlist. It's so good. Actually talking about demo real quick, their, their albums are so magnificently composed. Like the, the amount of time that goes into those albums is you know, that's why it takes them two, three years, four years to put out an album. You know what right. I mean? Meanwhile, less like someone like myself, it only takes me like a week to make 15 songs, <laughs> you know? Right, right, right. <laughs> like, and that's fucking black metal. Okay. So now yeah. getting more into like, because every genre of music, but especially metal, there seems to be, you know, subgenres upon subgenres upon subgenres. Yeah. And, I'm, and I'm seeing just in doing a little bit of research on black metal that there there seems to be you know quite a few subgenres underneath the overarching umbrella of black metal yeah. so can you tell me your thoughts on some of these subgenres god shoot shoot them out okay so all right we'll just go off of this list that i found here on wikipedia we've got shoot it's alphabetical so the first one is ambient black metal my favorite that's actually kind of what i'm considered i'm considered post-melodic black metal that's what i'm considered ambient is my favorite black metal and then after that is black doom not a fan of it that's derivative off of like doom metal it's it's very it's very interesting but i'm not a fan of it and then and then going even a step below that a subgenre of black doom it shows depressive suicidal black metal that is another one of my favorites Yes. Um, I, my vocals are highly the means if you were to be in a bad state to put you in the wrong direction in the best of the right ways, if that makes any sense. Okay. (laughs) So the next one on the list is black and roll, which it says incorporates elements of seventies hard rock into the black metal. Yes. That another one, not a fan of, however, it is groovy as fuck. And then the next one, how long is this list? Motherfuck. <laughs> <laughs> a thousand years. 
<laughs> the next one it says blackened crust, which it says is performed by crust punk groups. Not interested in that. Not I know what it is, but I'm not interested in that. Blackened death doom. Uh, also not interested. In that. that that's again doom metal stuff. Like any of that stuff. Nah, I'm not interested in that. Okay, and then blackened death metal. That one, that one is starting to get towards the harder side. Again, still not interested. Okay, and then a couple of subgenres of that one are melodic black death and war metal. Those again, still not a fan of. Know what they are? Still not a fan. Okay, blackened grindcore. Okay, so there, it's that one. Grind. Okay, so I like. I I am a fan of grindcore. Okay. I dig it. It's it's fucking horribly badass. It's fast as fuck and it's groovy. Adding the black metal element, fucking on point. It just makes it that much better. It's just higher BPM. It's also dealing with the same issues vocally. It's just it's good stuff. However, will I say I'm you know 100 percent going to preach that it's good shit? I don't know. That's up to your own taste because I feel neutral about that one. I find it amusing. It says uh, notable bands include Vomit Fist and Rotting Christ. Rotting Christ, yeah, that's uh, literally yep, <laughs> yep. <laughs> then you've got Blackened Thrash Metal. Thra- again, huge fan of thrash metal. Blackened Thrash Metal is it's starting to get on that meter you know what i mean like i I dig that genre for sure uh i'm not gonna say that i really really like it it is something that is an acquired taste that i've acquired over years of listening to black metal uh and black metal genre based bands okay the next one is full it's a over it's a long description it says folk black metal pagan metal and viking i can i can literally just say this right now that is another one that is huge and that is what of falls into so so yes, okay. I absolutely enjoy that 100%. That is 100% another one, just like Ambia Black Metal, that I completely endorse. Because okay. I'm Scandinavian, Chris is Scandinavian, we completely and totally endorse everything that should be given to the heritage. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's. I mean, Vikings, Conquerors, you know, right, uh, Vikings, right. it just means Raiders, you know, Raiders and Conquerors. I guess that's the same thing, so just, yeah. Okay, all right. You've got indu- industrial black metal. Also a big fan, which I do actually make. I just have never released anything of that. <laughs> okay. I love I love my I love my industrial. So yeah, big fan of that as well. So would that be if you ever did release that, would that be under like one of the cryptic? like like no. cryptic or would it be no. something separate? No. Yeah, it would be something separate. Uh it would probably be called MRE. MRE is uh thing that I have been fucking around with with the industrial thing, but like again, like industrial, no one gives those guys enough credit, man. Like it's just the same with like the black metal community. It's like, oh man, look at how hardcore that guy can play. And and then you like look at it from just like a metalhead or like a like yeah, like a rocker or a metalhead and you're like, yeah, that shit just sounds like noise. Bro, that shit takes a lot of work to do. Right. Well, industrial, that's like, it's like, bro, that shit takes a lot of fucking work to do. It's even more layered, you know? Like, yeah, well, that's, well, that's like getting into the, the more general, like slightly out of the black metal realm for a minute and just into metal as general. Yeah, course, in general, yeah. I, I've heard people say like, oh, man, like, like Yngwie Malmsteen can shred, but nobody really wants to. It just sounds like he's fucking jerking off. No one really wants to listen to that. That's, and it's like, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yep. But then you look at it and you're like, what? <laughs> it's there's something something special about it you know oh, what i mean man. I've, 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 again, I've, had the pleasure taste, of, uh, I've had the pleasure of seeing him live it's it's an experience like no other really oh, yeah yeah up in uh 
we won't get too far off topic, but up at the chance in Poughkeepsie, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, this this fucking show of all like metal bands and stuff that started in the eighties. So it was like it was oh, headline. It was like yeah. headline oh, by yeah. twisted. It was headline by Twisted Sister. Uh, Sebastian Bach did a solo. Uh, shout out to D Snyder, you motherfucking crazy beast. I love you. Anyway, uh, uh, Sebastian Bach <laughs> did a solo set. Ingve did a solo set, and uh, Lynch Mob played. Oh fuck yeah! All right. Yeah. That's what's up. Hell yeah. yeah. Uh, getting back to yeah. the, the list of subgenres, yeah. there's post black metal. Post black metal is really good. Yeah, that's uh, that is something also I fall into. The way the post black metal genre works is anything that wasn't released within the first wave and second wave of black metal is considered post black metal. Obviously, the internet will correct me if I'm wrong. And I challenge you with, have you made an album? So there right, is. Right. Uh, there's that. So, well, so, like, what the, so what the Wikipedia says is post-black metal is an umbrella term for genres that experiment beyond black metal's conventions and broaden their sounds, evolving past the yeah. genre's limits. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's basically anything past uh, the second wave of black metal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then, uh, exactly and then, like a, is. and then another, like a sub subgenre of that. It says is black gaze. That's a genre that I am. I only know. Oh, oh my god i can't remember the names of the bands but i only know like two or three bands um they come on strangely enough they come on when i'm listening to like melodic black metal and ambient black metal they come on it sounds almost exactly the same so i would say that i like them but i can't i can't hum a bar that's for sure right right but okay I do, I do dig that genre all right and then we only got a couple more here we got psychedelic black metal fucking gnarly as shit no that dude it's it's a mix of awesome fucking shit and literally dude like after we're done with this go listen to a band any band doesn't matter it's fucking bizarre it's almost like uh it's almost like listening to the sword except with blast beats okay all right <laughs> it's bizarre <laughs> and then uh symphonic black metal which you've, you've already touched on a bunch. yeah 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 and then, and then the the last one on the list, and the one that is also just the strangest seeming to me, is unblack metal, which is described as Christian black metal. Fuck that. That okay. That's a massive conversation. Let's get into this topic. So I was raised in a Christian family. Right. I have been to the church. I fucking hate the church. I'm not a Christian. Obviously, I'm not a Christian. I fucking scandinavian tribal tattooed all over my body i do not give a flying fuck about trying to preach the same shit that has destroyed billions of lives and why the fuck would you want to pollute this you know what i mean like why why do you want to try to spread your seed into something that has already been seeds planted by the devils the demons the creatures you are terrified of fuck you and the church you wrote in on and fact burn the fucking church you wrote it on and then lock you inside that church and let it burn fuck that genre i i, I actually after we had that conversation i went back to listen to I, I like put on on black metal bands and i was like yo it made me even more so that's like even made me more so hate the fucking genre like what the fuck are you trying to preach what are you gonna are you gonna play that in front of fucking granny while she you know her fucking pussy's getting wet and shit like go fuck off and die dude like i am fucking <laughs> care about you like like, <laughs> like the second i would hear a blast beat come out of a fucking church band i would literally take a mob top cocktail and throw it into the fucking drummer like just go fucking die that's such you. a funny it's ah. such a funny situation to imagine though like you throw you throw on that to your to your religious <laughs> grandmother and grandma's like oh my god it's the devil's music it's like well actually grandma <laughs> 
<laughs> Actually, Grandma, they're talking about Jesus Christ. I was your Lord and Savior. Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strength me. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> eh, fuck that shit. <laughs> dude, dude, like I could I could go, I could go dude, like Okay, so really quick, I I listened there. I I don't even fucking care to remember the names of these fucking shit bands that I listen to, and it's they sound fucking good. And then they start talking, and you're listening through the noise, and you're like, they're they're trying to preach Jesus at me. So if that was put on a Spotify playlist, let's say I'm listening to fucking hardcore shit, and I, now I'm getting preached to without my consent. You know what I mean? Like I feel right, like right. that invades my own right. You know what I mean? Like meanwhile, like I feel like that's why they did that to try to convey their own shit onto us you know if you want to listen to black metal if you want to listen to suicidal black metal fucking more power to you hey actually really quick segue on that when i started creating this stuff i was in a horrible fucking horrible place in my life and i was like i'm just gonna i'm gonna create this i i can already play guitar i can already play drums i can already play bass I now learned the recording process. I understand how clips work. I understand that you record a certain amount of the song and then can repeat it. Yada, 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 yada. And the first thing out of my mouth, and I remember this to this day because that's how Cryptic started. The first thing out of my mouth was, why? Why don't you go just kill yourself? Take your own life within your own self. And I sung the rest of the song, but I always remember those lyrics because it's like, that's the first thing that came out of my mouth. I would never press that on someone. If you want to listen to my music, whatever. And to have something masked in a genre that has nothing to do with that at all, because it's not black metal. It's just not. It's just not. The music that you make is black metal, but guess what? The other part of the fucking music is dumbasses. It's your lyrics too. Yeah. So you're not actually black metal at all. Uh, you know, you know, there's a female black metal. Uh, I'm sorry, a female unblack metal artist that is gorgeous as fuck out there. And if she ever decides to listen to this, I would say this: I will make you leave your husband because you are a piece of shit and you are absolutely useless. Do not push your shit shit on people fuck you <laughs> and those are strong words and that's gotta get left in there fuck that girl <laughs> fuck that fuck that band fuck that girl fuck the church she was born in fuck that shit fucking hate that shit mm. so heated about it getting fired up Ugh. like fucking roid rage upon it all Fucking fuck that shit. <laughs> so you were saying earlier when we were talking about your stuff specifically that you yes. can usually get stuff recorded in a, in a rather short amount of time. Have you have you released your stuff? Like how how can people find okay. your music if they wanted to? Okay, so how how you can find my music is if you know a person that knows me. So essentially like yourself, Jay, if someone were to come to you and be like, hey, can I have Jay's music? You would contact me and I'd be like, okay, yeah, give that music to that person. I've been doing that forever. Since I started Cryptic, I've been doing that. Actually, six years ago when I sent you that message, I wanted you to contact me back and everything and I would have sent you stuff before. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. Yeah, yeah goddamn jerk. <laughs> no, I don't know. I, I fucking love you, dude. I do. I do. I love you. That's how you can get a hold of it. Like people who know people so that are really, my friends. Really like underground stuff. Oh my. Yeah, dude. Like I, again, like the, the content of the music 
it's going to get crucified for this. I don't want people that I don't know to listen to this kind of shit. You know what I mean? Because like, you know, you could be like, hey, Jay, I listened to I listened to the song you sent me, you know, eight, nine times in a row. And it was just on my playlist and whatever. And all of a sudden I started feeling some shit. You can call me and be like, yeah, man, I'm not feeling really good about what you said. Like it just it, it's making me feel really depressed and suicidal and shit like that. I would be like, okay, so here's what the lyrics actually say. And let me help you with your problem. Like, let me try to help you out. Uh, so that's why I kind of have kept it like that. And I will always keep it like that. You know what I mean? And that's yeah, a yeah, so, very sorry. weird thing to say. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's a very weird thing to say. You know what I mean? But like, what else can I say? You right. know what I mean? Like, it's it's that's why I've kept it close because the lyrics are really, really, really raw. Yeah, yeah. Most of the time when I record those lyrics, I am in a really bad state. And one of the things about the recording of the lyrics that I'll touch on is every time that we record them, either it'll be within a track, like AKA the track has been laid down, or I'll just record lyrics with like a click track on and it'll have a rhythm to the lyrics and then I'll record everything over. So I in my different mindsets could be really fucked up or completely not fucked up or in a good mind or a bad mind like it 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 goes and some of the songs that touch on the people that know of cryptic and have listened to cryptic are fans of cryptic they know that like that shit when it hits you it does hit you right, <laughs> and you're right. like oh dude like what the fuck is this shit like uh, dude like i was listening to it and like i was listening to it before i fell asleep and I all of a sudden like the vocals became really clear and you like started talking about all this shit about like getting into a bathtub and, you know, taking a knife and like deciding to end it. And it's like, OK, you heard that. Interesting. OK, why did you hear that? What are you thinking right now? And that's why I kind of keep it like tight, keep it close. However, seems like you want to have therapy sessions with people afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, hey, man, you know. My time is free. Let's go. <laughs> what did you think about this? Let's therapy up together. <laughs> no, no, no. It's it's joking aside, dude. Like I I I talk about a lot of really fucked up shit. I also talk about shit that is very abstract, if you will. Gazing through the eyes of the blind, lyrics like that. How can we gaze through the eyes of the blind? Like I do a lot of that. We are the emperors of our own destruction, things of those natures. Like it's just a very, very crazy thing. But how you can find the, the music is by either knowing people who know me that can reach out so I can have an open line of communication or basically finding it. And there have been at this point thousands of people who have found it. And I'm sorry, or maybe I'm not. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> My music just is weird. The reason I asked you that is to is to sort of ask you this. Any any time that I have a musician on the show, I always ask them about how they feel about the current state of the music industry. And what I mean by that is that nobody buys music anymore. Everybody seems to think like, well, you know, bands make all their money at the shows, so I don't have to buy the music. I can just subscribe to Spotify or you know, or down or illegal download or what the fuck ever. Yeah. Um, and it yeah. really seems like the industry as a whole is suffering from not not to lead the witness as they say, but like 
It seems like yeah. the, the industry as a whole is suffering because of this attitude. And I was just wondering what you felt about it. Oh, dude. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, back in the day with Nocturnal Torment, we used to do these like midnight shows and so on and so forth. And this is around the time of Napster. And I, I got wind that people were recording our shows and then illegally putting them up on Napster. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> what the fuck is this shit? We were getting pirated? We didn't even record this shit. You're <laughs> yeah, so there, somewhere around there on Napster is uh, Nocturnal Torment shows. Somewhere around there, and you could you could clearly fucking see, dude, that as because we're a very very niche sh- like genre. Uh, well, we were we were just raw black metal, but um, we were a very niche genre in general, and it was like we knew the people that were in the shows and it's like, who the fuck was recording this shit? And this was a later thing that was found out. It's like, who the fuck was recording that shit? And what my point I'm trying to say is that we were literally in a midnight show in a club at the end of the night playing music and our shit got leaked on it and we would never wanted that shit to get leaked on it. So like, can you imagine how much damage that had done to all of those people that got all their stuff leaked so there's the first wave of it so that's right. the first wave of pirating then you've got fucking limewire and all that crazy shit and fucking uh uh what what the fuck are the names of those downloads there's a bunch of downloads sites. actually we should probably shouldn't say the names of all those download sites like all those fucking sites that just dude you can get entire discographies of bands right it gave your computer and then you needs look at the process <laughs> you 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 literally yeah facts you literally look down the line of how many people have downloaded that band's discography and you're like holy shit there's like half a million people that downloaded this band that is so much money in album sales that are gone like just fucking gone bro and yeah you want to know my real opinion it's the same as the movie industry it's fucking done the second netflix came out dude fucking done they made better shows than movies could ever even fucking imagine to do. So right. it's the same shit. Like the second pirating came to be is the downfall of the music industry. And right. you were saying about like, oh, yeah, you go to shows. That's how the bands make music. You not really. I mean, we walked away with, yeah, we walked away with a bit of money. But like you got to look at like, think about, think about like how much Metallica walks away with. Fuck, it's so much money, right? Think about the little guy again. Think about think about that little guy. Right, He's right. going to be the one that nobody fucking cares about. And they're going to just download the discography of that little guy and never go to that little guy's show. And so what I think eventually will happen is that people will still go to shows for sure. But the sales are down for a reason. The sales are down in album sales for sure. Are down. I know that for a fact. Like the album sales are down. I think the way that the music industry is going to go, I think that we need to reimagine the way musicians get played, like get paid. I'm sorry, get paid. Right. I, I think that they need to get paid differently. I think that, yeah, live shows are cool, but how there's so much, there's so much, even with my own music where it's like, oh yeah, man, I'm fucking hardcore black metal, but there's a fucking group of people that work with just me. You know, I have literally my friends coming over tonight, like one of my buddies, he doesn't touch any of the instruments. He doesn't do any of that. He's one of just one of my buddies that works in the studio. How do those guys get paid? How do those mouths get feed? And that's the little guy. 
You know what right, I mean? That's right. the fucking average working Joe. You know, that's the dude like that, you know, corrects your sound, if you will. And when you play a huge show, it's a huge show. But when you play those little shows and somebody like fucking records it and magically puts it on fucking Napster or magically puts it on whatever XYZ place that those things go on, you're fucked, man. You're literally right. fucked because it's like, oh, I already know. I already know everything that band could play. Oh, we, oh, there's their new album. Let me download that too. No, okay. I'll never get, I'll never get that sale. But then you look at it and it's like 75, 85, 95, a thousand people downloaded that shit. You're like, right. there goes, you know, 15 bucks to pop. There goes 20 bucks to pop. Plus the, you know, don't, you know, you're not coming to the shows anymore. Therefore you're not buying our merch. Like you're fucked, man. You're fucked. Right. Well, that's so, what happened. So there's this band that not a black metal band, but there's this band that was on Roadrunner yeah. that I was a huge fan of. This band called Mutiny Within, and they got signed to Roadrunner about the same time that I was doing Street Team for Roadrunner, which was which was a glorious thing. I really enjoyed that time in my life. But um, so shit, they they've signed a fucking bunch of phenomenal bands. So Anyways, so, the, so they got signed to Roadrunner and put out an album, and then they got dropped. And they got and they and they'll tell you straight up they got dropped because nobody bought the record, but they were able to see the stats of all of the illegal downloads. And if all of those illegal downloads there, had been there purchases, you fucking go. like they would have been fucking massive. Do you see what I'm literally? Do you see what I'm saying right now? Like that shit to me is so. I feel like the internet. Sorry guys, is an infection. <laughs> it's just, like it's like, dude. There there was. I was uh, I was at my local music store and I was getting some new stuff and everything like that and I won't name names or anything like that. I gotta and... ask for, for first local music stores still exist because we had one here in town that first they rebranded as a clothing store that still kind of sold CDs and then completely went out of business. I I actually cannot say the name, but yes, it exists. Absolutely. 100%. This is a very recent experience that I had. Okay. All right. Cool. And it was, I'm picking up some new heads. I'm picking up some blacks. They're basically like Tom Tom heads. So I'm picking up some new heads and I get the heads and I, I'm checking out and the dude checking me out, <laughs> the dude checking me out, the, the, <laughs> literally the, the dude checking me out is checking me out. And I sign my name, you know, on, on the, the receipt and he goes, Oh man, are you vessel? I was like, yeah. And he goes, bro, I love your shit. I was like, how'd you come to find it? He's like, Oh, it's uh, one of my buddies downloaded your shit. And I was like, oh, okay. And I, I was very like, you know, civil with him and so on and so forth. But it was like one of your buddies downloaded my shit and it just goes back to that leaking shit did right. he hear because vessel's been my stage name for a fucking d decade you know what i mean like it's like oh man like how many times could we have been signed with that band well it's not mm. quite the same thing but it's like it's like my friend will who's the the bassist and the singer for the band thanatonic desire he was telling me they they got an opportunity to play in fucking they, they got an opportunity to play this massive metal festival in japan and like That's when awesome. when they fucking when they like they're just a local band from Jersey that like they, they were nice. signed and they, they just like they made they made some of the right connections and were able to go play this festival in Japan. And like because of the Internet and stuff like people in Japan, like he was telling me when he was on the show, like they landed in Japan and they went to some fucking store or something down the road from like the airport or their hotel or whatever. And like people knew who he was because they had seen his like seen his band See, on that, the Internet. <laughs> that shit fucking bro, like coming. OK, so popping it back to black metal real quick. I fucking hate the fact when people recognize me because they're like when we used to play shows, I was course painted up like I you couldn't recognize me. You know, like 
like it, you can't. And it's like, how the fuck do you even know my name? And then know my name is connected to my stage name. Right. I've never put that anywhere. How the fuck do you know that? Oh, wait, that's right. Because of fucking subreddits and things like that. Like, come on, dude. Like, unless you were at a show and I met you and I don't remember you. And for that, I apologize. Well, actually, I shouldn't apologize. There were fucking people at the show that I don't fucking remember ever. But like, I don't I don't know. I don't I don't like it. And I think that that's why the the music industry needs to kind of change their fucking pace. And they're not. They're yeah. not. It's the same thing. Release an album. Oh, let's get an EP together. OK, release an EP. OK, let's get an album together. Oh, let's tour. Let's tour for a while. And then all those tours go on YouTube. So it's like, oh, there's their new song. There's their new song. And then it's like Spotify. Here's the new song. It's like, well, I saw it like three weeks ago when, you know, Sabaton played Vakken or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. it's like, come on, man. Like, I've already seen that shit. I've already heard it. It's already been mic'd perfectly. Everything is good. I get it. It's like everything is like, I feel like everything is, oh, that's actually really good. Everything is behind everything. You know what I mean? Like, it's a it's a game of catch up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, does that yeah, make yeah. any sense? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I man. I love, I love the, I love the, I love that question. And that question is so fucking good. Because like, how, how do you, how do you feel about the music industry? I'm going to turn it on you. How do you feel about it? How do well, you feel about where it's going? So the, the reason that I asked that question is because I kind of, and like I said, I didn't want to, I didn't want you to feel like I was leading you, but I really feel like it's not in a good place. And, and no, the, it's the, not. The, no, the, no. The, the mutiny within example, the reason that I give that example is that, so they got dropped by Roadrunner. Their singer was funny. was that the, the entire band, except for like the singer and I think one other guy, they were all from Jersey. And then the singer yeah. was from the UK and they had like found him on YouTube and he moved to Jersey nice. to the band and they got signed and all this. Oh, and that. nice. Holy and then shit, like, yeah, fuck yeah. And then like they had... They, their drummer had quit and they, they couldn't find another drummer and then the band kind of went on a hiatus. He moved back to the UK and just never and then they got dropped by the label. He never came back and then like they put out two up. more they put out two more albums independently but they had started in conjunction with some other people from the music industry had started this advocacy organization called The Industry Embers and so okay. the, the Industry Embers what the, you know they want to get the word out that like if you don't support the music that you love then it's not gonna be around anymore would you know like the whole thing with yeah, dude, within, no, getting, yeah, getting no, dropped absolutely. And everything. and so what they do is they started a facebook page and a twitter page to try and get you know get awareness up about all this stuff and so they want people that are like fans of their page and believe in their mission to whenever you buy some sort of new music to either tweet their page or if you're on twitter or on facebook make a post like I bought this and then use the hashtag buy music, B U Y, or it's buy music, B Y E. And so yeah. I've always, ever since they, they started that, like I've always been uh, a supporter to the point that one of the other founders of the organization who works, you know, in, in record labels and stuff actually reached out to me and said, like, you know, you really support what we, we believe. Like, do you want to become part of it? And so he made me an admin on the page. And I always, and yeah. I, on every episode of this show, I always, near the end, when I'm doing the social media plugs and stuff, I always say, like, if you believe in buying music like I do, follow Industry Embers on Facebook or Twitter. Absolutely. Twitter, I 100%, post your music purchases. 100%. Use that hashtag, you know. Yes, absolutely. Yes, yes. 
So I mean, Absolutely. so that's so that's how I feel. I feel like it's fucked too, and I'd like to see things rally. It, but at the same is, time, I feel like the internet has destroyed a lot of fucking things, and it's also given a life to a lot of things. And I feel like a lot of the life that it's given is just a cancerous mind. You know, keyboard warriors. It just became a larger entity that is not good. You right. know, especially especially in our genre. Like when you get to like the whole metal mindset and everything like that and you're at a show and rocking out and in a pit and you see like people go down and you pick them up and you move them out of the pit you know whatever if somebody it's strikes a, you in the shoulder the, face the, whatever the, the, the yeah. brotherhood man like there was no, i was it's, it's a metal brother yeah absolutely men of war <laughs> uh, dude, last week last week i was i had to go to walmart for something and like i don't even know what they were listening to but some dude drove pat like he was leaving walmart drove past me and he was, it was something metal so i just threw up the horns the guy fucking put his horns out the window and continued driving Fuck yeah, dude. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. If there is a rally for metalheads to get together and to just be of one mind, it is our cause, if you will, will die. And the only thing that will remain is pop rock. And do you really want that? Do you really want Billie Eilish to be whatever the fuck her stoned, stupid 15-year-old or 14, 12, however the fuck young she is, mine to be what our genres will become? Like, no, no, fuck, fuck that. I mean, that's we a want quote, metal. That's a quote Billie Eilish, but duh. <laughs> How do you know what Billy Eilish is? <laughs> Let's just grill you real quick. No, like, yeah, no, but no, I, and I, I, I'm not going to go as hard as I went on fucking, you know christian black metal on that genre of pop rock but pop rock is the most bastardized amalgamation of trash and filth there are catchy songs there are incredibly good songs but like there is also things that are depressive and things that you shouldn't listen to and they're on okay so this 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 is definitely going to go on to, uh, like way off a topic but like i was talking to one of my friends today and she kept saying to me that i like depressive rock and roll I like depressive pop and so on and so forth. And then in the same, dude, literally the same breath, she says to me, oh man, I don't know why I feel so depressed. Da, da, da. I'm like, bro, because it's meant to make you feel like shit. Right. Like it's meant to make you feel like shit. And you can clearly hear that it's meant to make you feel like shit with, they, they, they do that, but it's mainstream. You know, it's like, what the fuck, man? Like, I, <laughs> okay. So like, even like, let's talk about like sale, which is by, uh, what the fuck's name that band anyways it's like blame it on the add so right, you got uh, blame so it on I, my who the fuck did that song it's a band i don't listen to but then devil driver covered it and i love the devil driver version but check it out, dude. Like, that's a mainstream song talking about a disorder called ADD. Yeah. Why Why are you in mainstream? I guess you're trying to be, like, revolutionary and talking about this shit and trying to, like, you know, whatever. And maybe my maybe I'm conservative. You know what I mean? Like maybe like, even like I'm a black artist. I've done, some, I fucking say some horrible shit in my songs, but like, if you're in the mainstream, you're in the mainstream for a reason. There's a reason why I personally keep my music down to, Hey, if you know a guy who knows a guy, you'll get the shit. I'm the, I am just being peddled off like a drug dealer peddles off his goods. The, mainstream is just out there and yeah. i have i do i know like i would say i'm not going to mention her name but like i was talking to her and she's talking about how she's depressed and all this stuff i'm like bro stop listening to that fucking music 
If it right. makes you feel this way, stop fucking listening to it. Going into like my metalhead friends, they don't give a fuck, dude. Literally, a bunch of my friends, Monomarth style shit, like, don't give a fuck. Like, don't give a fuck. Why are you listening to this, this shit that doesn't have, I guess, value? Right. You know right. what I mean? But it has value because it's just played on the fucking radio for sure. Oh, man. Oh, so heated. So I guess the only other thing that I have to ask you is, you know, right. you said that, you know, you're, you're working on stuff with 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 cryptic and of Seth. so like what's next for you and your projects like what where you got anything coming okay not that so, not that not that you release things traditionally but you yeah. might be coming out soon well, of, seth, or? of seth of seth will be released in the proper way that will be through i'm still talking to the individuals that will release i i'm we're, we're in a little bit of a match of who's going actually to release that that's why when i sent you the of seth song it's unmastered so it's low because i my hand don't touch that my hands touch cryptic my hands do build the cryptic and then the final master is me and I finish it. Of Seth, on the other hand, I don't have my hands on that. So it's basically like, oh, you know, we got a remaster. So like the next thing I guess that you can actually find will be of Seth and it will be released. I believe that'll be released. I think 2021, I think like May of 2021 or somewhere around there. I believe that's when the album will be a thing. And it's going to be very like tribal Scandinavian stuff, like that kind of shit. I guess that's the next big thing however i'm always recording black metal i have my literally my drums are like seven feet away from me as we're talking right now and they all have their triggers on them it's mic'd up my guitar is next to my desk that i'm sitting at my bass is like you know in the garbage (laughs) 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 i'm gonna get so much flack shitting on bass like hardcore all the time (laughs) it's in the garbage somewhere no my my bass is literally right next to my guitar, guys. It is. It's. I have a Les Paul custom. I think that's Red Oak, and I think it's Red Oak. I think it was. Uh, this was. This was uh, one of the newest ones that was given to me. My friend Nicole gave it to me. My friend's wife. She um, gave it to me for my birthday present. My age. I'm like eight million years old. She gave it to me <laughs> as a present that the pickups were fucked up, and I was like, oh yeah, I'll take it. And I got the pickups fixed and everything like that. So, so that thing is from like '83. Or something like something something around there. It's like an '83 Les Paul. Like it's pretty gnarly, dude. Like it's a pretty gnarly piece. I had I had the action lowered and everything like that when I got the pickups and the like all the like all that shit fixed. It's a great guitar. And then my bass is literally <laughs> we get crucified. It's a starter bass. <laughs> 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 and I have slinks on it, so there you go. So at least I at least I replaced the fucking strings. All right. That's all I replaced on that bass. Fuck that bass. And then what about it's stuff the... for for, uh, for cryptic? All right, so cryptic. I'm working, as you know, on the new album right now. Currently, okay. right now, I'm literally. My friend is coming over. Actually, he literally messaged me saying he's picking up beers. So there's that. Literally working on that as we speak. So cryptic will be. Uh, new album, it'll be album five, and I guess you guys can get it through J Bunny. <laughs> so I would imagine, I like I said, I know that you have a bunch of personal Facebook pages and stuff, but you you seem to dislike social media. So is there anywhere where yep. where would you direct people to find you, if at all, on social media? Social media. So I am. Okay, so I am the Devil's GM um, on social media. I am also Epic Level Craft. I am a painter. I am a crafter. I'm a 
professional illustrative artist. I am also a special makeup effects artist, but the easiest way to find me is Epic Level Craft. That is the best way to see what the fuck I'm doing all the time in my day because, well, Epic Level Craft is the shit and I make awesome terrain. Not to be facetious, but I'm going to be facetious, you know? So, yeah, so that's the way, that's actually the way to find me. As far as musically goes, I already stated that. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, right, I'm right. already there. So, mm-hmm. All right. And then for me, like, I already just to do my plugs real quick. I already mentioned fucking uh, Industry Embers. But if you want to follow J Bunny's Music Hub podcast, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I have a Patreon. No content on it. But if you want to give me money, I'd appreciate it greatly. <laughs> I love <laughs> yeah, you. That's, that's about it. So going to leave everyone today with another song from Jay's band Cryptic from the album Voice of Reason. This is War and Death. Until next time, guys.